Got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I am Sully. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. Today we're talking about the Carver era. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a big it's a big chunk of stuff. It's a bigger chunk of stuff than we've talked about with our era episodes before. So um hopefully this doesn't go too long. <laughs> um, well, be not afraid, none of us remember why. <laughs> this is going to be a very short podcast episode, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, as I mentioned to Sally earlier, um, I, I basically just went and found my notes for the Gamble era episode and copied those down. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I, I, and most of them are kind of like questions, not really notes, really. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you guys about was the vibe of this era. Um, for the Kripke era, we said it was like righteous violence, um, animalistic, uh, kind of a teenager sort of vibe. Um, for the Gamble era, we said, um, early 2000s cringe. so um yeah this also this this era contains multitudes because i mean like it has it has some of some of the best and some of the worst stuff (laughs) um so yeah, what's what's the vibe you guys got? Uh oh god. I don't even know. I just, just like one vibe to summarize all seasons is very hard. Because, yeah. 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 Feel, well, I maybe like, we can break it up into seasons. Yeah, or we could, we could try to sum- summarize it all together, but I don't know. I just like talking about thinking about lady leviathan and then the other it's like for me i don't know i don't know if even this if this even makes sense but like every monster is like human shaped i don't know <laughs> like a general yes. life i'm getting for this like there are these like unthinkable horrors that get revealed throughout these seasons but they are always just a guy (laughs) (laughs) yes this was the era where that post started going around about uh you know i've never watched supernatural but it seems to me that every new villain is just like you know god's you know cousin yeah 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 Actually, that yeah. makes like more sense uh, in in this in Clara era. What I said would, would probably make more sense in the Gamble era because there were like a lot of more uh, human shaped monsters in terms of the <laughs> Leviathan, I guess. Yeah, but they also like they talk about like, especially in season eleven, the darkness. This like you know ancient chaotic 
you know, nothingness, yeah. and she's a lady in a bridesmaid's dress. Like, <laughs> yeah. <it> just- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just- well, and like uh, season eight, we've got, uh, you know, demons mainly, I guess. Um, and and we've got Benny, but he's not really a villain. Um, season nine, we've got Dean turning into the villain. So that's, you know, human shaped, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Season 10, we introduced uh, the the Stein family, which is just a bunch of people with extra parts. Yeah, they're (laughs) extra human shaped. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then there's season eleven with the the darkness, as you said. Um, yeah, and there is also yeah. Abaddon, who is just a hot lady. Yeah. Night yep. of yeah. Yep. Night of hell. Yeah, there is. And there are a lot of introductions, so this is like another characteristic thing. I would say I don't know, like some of some of these people already die in Carrera, some of them, like, they really influence what's coming later on. Like, maybe not directly, yeah. but I don't know. It's just, yeah. I That's actually uh, another one of my questions, is uh, the best new character in this era. And I have a list of characters to pick from, <laughs> if you can, <laughs> need that, but uh, let's stick on the vibe for now. Um... Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we had to, like, in the vein of our past, like, vibes for past eras, it'd be, like, contradictory or, like, just confused. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, like you said, it, it contains multitudes, but, like, it also contradicts both previous eras and itself in different ways, like season eight Sam seems very out of character especially yeah. in the beginning where he's like I never looked for you and I didn't help Kevin and yeah I and yeah. I hate Benny even though previous Sam was like trying to find the good in people trying to minimize killing trying to help people like I don't know yeah I agree like I don't envy Carver getting handed all of this you know, built up show and then being like, come up with new ideas for this because that is <laughs> oh, hard. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, I mean, even when I'm thinking like about Purgatory, like there was so much they could have done with it. And right. instead they just condensed it to like three episodes or something. And like, it was like the simplest thing when there could have been a lot more going on there if they wanted. Well, and also another one, another example of that, Sally, would be uh, Demon Dean. Yeah, he yeah. literally lasted three episodes, and then, and there was so much build up for it and everything, and it was just sort of like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like the best parts they had, they condensed it to like the minimal number of episodes, and like the boring ones got stretched forever. Like Lucifer, I don't know. Metatron is 
manageable and I kind of like his arc and the whole thing because he is like a fun character to watch. But yeah. like Lucifer, yeah. <laughs> not really my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I okay. think that's, that's why it also makes, like, feel repetitive because a lot of things that happened here gave, came, gave the same wow wipes that things we had already seen. Like, we, the way Sam, Sam beh- behaves, as you mentioned, Kate, at the beginning, is exactly the way soulless Sam behaved, like, yeah. seasons ago. So it's like, and it comes out of nowhere, and you're like, what what's even going on? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he, like... At the end of season eight, has or the like back half of season eight has him completing the trials and he's going to sacrifice himself for the greater good, which is very similar to season five, how the show was supposed to end. So they like mirror each other in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the so, major, uh, just one thing, and I'm yeah. I'll shut up. I think I think like <laughs> the major major problem with this is that uh, the good thing about Carver era for me would be the characters it gave us. The bad thing would be that like motivation is always wrong. Like something is like not clicking. Like it's not enough. It doesn't get resolved. Nobody. I mean, it just you don't. It doesn't really feel that what the show is saying the character wants is really what they want so it's always just you know gives yeah. like this sense of fakeness i don't know and uncertainty that i don't particularly like about this these uh, seasons so i yeah. have that up now <laughs> no no that's a, uh, no, no. that's a good point it, yeah yeah not having like a clear structure and like goal for a lot of the things that get introduced it's yeah. Kind of yep. Thrown um, in the basket altogether. So, how about the vibe for this era when it comes to Destiel specifically? Since we are, you know, a Destiel podcast, <laughs> I I feel like a lot of it is is very much the same. Like, especially the contradictory stuff, because um, there are times where you know they're best friends and they're working well together. Like, like, uh, Hirokai, Her- uh, Hunter, yeah. you know, which one I'm trying to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hunter, I, Hirokai, or the eight Thank other you. ways to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then on the other hand, even in that same season, we've got goodbye stranger. Yeah. Yeah. The episode to me personally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um it has a lot of great Destiel yeah. aspects to it. It does. Like, for me, that's some of the like shining parts of it that come out through the not having a lot of structure. Like yes. that part yeah. rises to the top of like the whole purgatory thing. Also, the fact that Purgatory is paralleled by Sam and Amelia. So we, like, always have yeah. these, like, romantic parallels alongside Destiel. Yeah. If... Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. So what would you say the biggest uh, positive contribution uh, Carver had to Supernatural was? <laughs> Honestly, Frank, I'm going to say... By the agenda, by yes. introducing yes. Benny. Yes. <laughs> yes, Benny and Aaron and, and Gunner and yes, yeah. <laughs> and Crowley and yeah. the whole the whole uh, uh, Kane and Colette parallels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a character that I forgot about. <laughs> um, um, yeah i would say that that is yeah and you know the the shining episodes that we have like like hunter i Hirokai and goodbye stranger and uh firstborn and uh you know i could go on um yeah. Fan fiction. Fan fiction's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um So, okay, on the other hand, biggest negative contribution. I there's there's the there's a part of me that wants to say Charlie's death, but I know that really my answer is bringing back Lucifer. <laughs> yeah charlie's oh, death God. was the cherry on the sad cake that was bringing oh. back lucifer <laughs> though Honestly. lucifer didn't come back until after she was gone yeah but it, in terms of being in yes. the air in the era um yes I wonder if there could have been a character to have possessed Cass that still would have allowed the Misha acting masterclass <laughs> that yeah. he gave in his performance. Because the best part of having Lucifer back was Misha playing him. <laughs> I have an I, I have I have a character to throw at you for that. Please do. Michael. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no 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 this is too much or yeah dean would be like yes, why go. is the guy guy who was supposed to be inside me why is he inside you <laughs> the most confused jealousy that he doesn't know where to put it um or I was going to say Gabriel. Yes. Because part of what makes Cassifer great is how like exaggerated his like yeah. persona is. And Michael is just like, you know, pretty yeah. straight based and Yeah, very stoic. Stoic. Yeah. I like that. But then um, I'd be sad that Spate wasn't there, so But like yeah. why are yeah, I would have loved to have seen uh, Crowley possess oh Cass. Oh my god! No, it's not yes. just like yes. Lucifer inside Cass, but like that, that would have been hilarious. Oh my yes, god. that would have been good. And I mean, it doesn't have to have been as long as 
Cassifer lasted. It could be just one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Crowley could potentially have possessed Cass at any time because demons don't need permission. Yeah. <laughs> so Ooh. if there had just been an episode where, like, for funsies, Crowley had just possessed Cass to, like, mess with Dean or something. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Especially my- if it was after the Summer of Love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That it would have been so good. See, so. even we came up with so many nice ideas. With better ideas. <laughs> so if any listeners need fanfic prompts, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that already exists, but like, that'd just be great. Yeah. What? Um, what is your favorite season of these four? Eight. There is a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go with eight as well. <laughs> you are both correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Wait a second. Which season is Goodbye Stranger? It's not the eight It's one. season eight. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I'm yes. Good then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys uh, remember this, know this, or I probably said something while we were recording those episodes, but the, the uh, nickname for season eight throughout its airing was season great yep. <laughs> it was like literally everybody enjoyed that meme <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> everyone likes that uh, yeah. yeah it just uh, it kind of felt like the last season that had the right balance of like monster of the week and arcs and character development and twists and all that stuff. And I was listening to a kind of recap that somebody had put on YouTube and uh, they said that was the, it felt like it was the last season that Sam was given a plot. And then the rest of the (laughs) time he's just kind of there. Yep. (laughs) Which, yep makes a lot of sense to even though you know sam is kind of tangential to the subject of our podcast but it still just kind of showed that like i don't know the structure was just kind of losing its way yeah yeah i love how we both listened to like recaps on youtube and mine literally when when season eight started uh the video it literally said said dean went to purgatory meanwhile sim was living in nicolas sparks novel (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah you had suggested that idea and i was like oh interesting and i found like an hour long one and i was like well i'm not gonna have time to watch all of that but it was very (laughs) it was definitely from a non-heller perspective but it was interesting to see yeah i i wouldn't really give like the entire credit to uh to carver for season eight because i feel like it it bounced heavily off of what gamble yes uh, and and yeah invented and introduced in previous seasons so yes oh yeah yeah um okay favorite episode that we discussed goodbye stranger obviously Obviously. (laughs) obviously 
Um, uh, sacrifice is also up there. Oh yes, yeah. sacrifice is great. Um, sacrifice is the best shot episode, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I love I, I agree. Cinematography in that one is very good. The church and everything, yeah, very pretty. Yeah. Um, um, how about favorite favorite episode we didn't discuss? Oh crap! I was gonna look that up. Mm. Never did. Um. Well, I I can tell you mine. Go for it. LARP and the real girl. Oh my god! Yes, we didn't discuss that. Yeah, I thought okay. we did. Uh, Cass isn't in that episode. Yeah, but yeah, I just we we that. mentioned we mentioned a Benny thing, but oh, right. that's uh, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. discuss the whole episode. Yeah, I just the costumes in that episode. Oh god, especially that's... Dean's. Yes. Very yeah, much, yes. Yeah, and honestly, fan fiction is also a very good episode. I, I would, I would yes. put it up there with Goodbye Stranger. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, yes. I would also put Everybody Hates Hitler up there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, one that we didn't cover that I really love is As Time Goes By. Oh the, yes, the Kronos episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and. There's there's some stuff in that that we should have discussed that we didn't, especially the the November fifth thing. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is is this where the wait? Where is this where? No, that's that was before. It, do we see it like on a newspaper? Is that in that episode, the November fifth thing, or what? What what happens in the what's the relation to? Uh, I think November fifth is the date that he goes back to. All right. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I remember he. There is like uh, I have seen like posts about it, and there were there there were screenshots. I just remember from which episode, and there was like. There was a it's news, been forever newspaper. since I've watched that episode, so I could be completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Really, any uh Charlie episode that we didn't discuss uh, uh yeah. is up on my list, like, like Slumber the, Party. Yes, like the Wizard of Oz one is definitely fun. Yeah, I was looking at the list now, and I don't remember the <laughs> title of the episode, but the one that held Mil- had Mildred and introduced Eileen. Is Into the Mystic. Yes. Into yes. the Mystic. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes, obviously. Very good. Uh, um, so one that we didn't discuss, but is just a fun one, is Just My Imagination with Sam's imaginary friend. <laughs> oh, yes! yes. Love yes, that. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> Yes. And the rainbow suspenders is just fantastic. Yes. I'm looking through IMDb at the stuff yeah. that we didn't discuss. Me too. Um, there's a lot of Jody episodes that we didn't discuss that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. About a boy. Yeah, Teenage Dean. That's such a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And uh the 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 two Kane episodes. 
obviously yeah. are up there. <laughs> Just another reminder that Kane was one of the best character introductions of yes. the era, and he's only in two episodes. Two episodes! <laughs> They got Timothy Amundsen, and they only used him for two episodes. <laughs> well, at least they had Lucifer for longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I also actually really like uh, the Werther Project, um, if only because it has... Uh, a hallucination version of Benny. Yeah. And it was nice to have him back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Benny, my beloved. I love him. I love right. Him. Right. Let's see here. Any other episodes? Baby is a fantastic episode, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here thinking, then why did, did I not actually like this era? <laughs> But I think I think the thing is that like standalone episodes are excellent, but like the entire overarching plot is basically non-existent. So yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I, feel, I feel this is actually where where this like this huge world that they have been building ever since like Kripke started all this in season one, that it actually instead of like expanding slowly starts to like shrink and become mm-hmm. about this like familiar relationships and everybody's just just a dude that's i mean <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't have like this f- feeling of like this massive thing and massive universe it just gets tinier and tinier mm-hmm. uh which i guess yeah. makes sense because the more people you introduce from the mythos or like lore uh the less there are to introduce i don't know but yeah well and the less mystery there is yeah yeah um okay so now to that question that i mentioned earlier uh the best new character that was introduced in this era um and to name a few um i have benny rowena abaddon amara Metatron, Gadriel, Donatello, and Kane. <laughs> and Eileen. And Eileen. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose from the people you just uh, listed, I'm from like what I have seen of them only in these four seasons, then I would go with Benny. Mm-hmm. But I love Eileen. We just didn't see much of her. In this. Yeah, I think we only yeah. got one episode with her in this yeah. era. Yep. Yeah, I love Benny. Um, obviously, um, for this for this era, I'm not huge on Rowena. I like her better in later eras. Yeah. Um, and uh. Kane and Abaddon are my favorite villains that were introduced. Oh, this is so interesting. I think my favorite villain is Metatron. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
he I just he disgusts me and I hate him because <laughs> because the thing the thing about what I hate the most is manipulation and he is so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and just he's just I a did, boring dude who is just I don't know. Yeah. Just trying to He's just a know? guy. Yeah, so yeah, that's like that's the appeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't like Metatron because he's one of those characters that I hate to hate. But uh Abaddon and Kane were ones that I love to hate, if that distinction makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel also there uh, the thing that makes me feel about Metatron the way I do is because in my head I can see his arc or his goal or you know like better mm. than I mean I just even I don't even remember what Abaddon wanted. You know? She wanted to be I, queen. Yeah. So like that's like very I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think okay. also uh part of the reason I'm big on aesthetic when it comes to villains and mm-hmm. Abaddon and Kane have just grade A aesthetics. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't even say Kane is a villain, honestly. I don't know. Is he? I mean, technically. Especially in the second episode. Yeah, fine. <laughs> 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 he's more like just an antagonist I feel like but not like I guess he gets one episode to be a villain but then they have other villains that have more like more of an arc or more of a build up towards them yeah but I yeah. do love Kane and his aesthetic oh, also just... go ahead oh no go ahead no no go ahead Oh, I was just no, gonna no, say, no, no, don't do also, that. <laughs> that's out. No, I'm doing this because I'm gonna change the topic, and the, you. I was going to also. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassment. <laughs> okay, but were we both going to say Naomi though? No. But oh I my god. <laughs> oh my god! How did we forget her? Like she <laughs> and Metatron are similar in ways I enjoy. AKA manipulation. So yes. I'm a big fan of her. Yeah. Well, and she's another one of those people that I really enjoyed partially because I really enjoy the actor. Um, I, yeah, I knew her from Stargate SG one back in the day. And so to see her be a villain was just titillating. Yeah. And to yeah. see her, to see her arc between her villain and then when she realized what was happening and what Metatron was going to do and seeing her like crying as she's about to get murdered by Metatron, like having that twist with her was so cool. Like, obviously I don't condone her (laughs) conversion therapy, (laughs) brainwashing, lobotomizing, but like as a villain, she just does such a good job of being that cold, calculating manipulator. And and to introduce introduce that whole idea of... I mean, they kind of introduced the lobotomizing idea in uh, The Rapture, um, but to really, like, 
it it felt new and it was it was really digging into it and it was up close and personal yeah and yes yes i said that on purpose um um, and uh yeah and to have it affect our uh ship so much was just it was it was so good it was uh, goodbye stranger (laughs) Love you. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I had to like choose one DSTL scene out of all the DSTL scenes throughout like 15 seasons or 12, I would go with the Goodbye Stranger one. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the way it's also like intercut. It, it's like the build up is insane. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like on the edge the whole time. When I was watching that scene, like even for the second time, uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, that opening scene with uh, the all of the thousands and hundreds of deans dead on the floor, okay. I I watched that episode live, and I if I remember correctly, I ended up on the floor immediately and spent <laughs> the rest of the episode sitting on the floor looking up at the TV going, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that, that episode is just good at everything. Like, yeah. writing, shooting, editing, acting, just all of it. And like for putting a, an angel on the bus, and for that time, <laughs> <laughs> I just love he's just a little guy sitting there with the, like a duffel bag or something. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much. So, what was the thing that you were going to say, Sally? I was gonna mention that we got a lot of not a lot, a couple of episodes with Claire, whom I love. Yes. Uh, yes, and I love to. I love seeing and, her relationship with Cass. Yes, um, and yeah. and there's at least one episode that we skipped with Claire that was not Cass related, and uh, it was it was a more Jody focused episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was another great episode, and. She's one of those characters that I, that was, she's not a new character, but she kind of is because it's been so long and she's played by a different actress. Um, And children have no personality, as we all know. And this is this is the first time we see her personality. Yeah, like she, she, earlier is a kid she's mostly just there as a prop of like this is what jimmy's life is yeah, like, yeah. She, as a kid she doesn't get to do a lot so when it's Catherine newton she gets to flesh out that character and what happens in the aftermath of these cases and yeah. all that was just awesome and yeah. how she's and- so dean coded and cast coded it's just yes <laughs> yes and she's one of those characters that like also like i i love what we have for her already but i love even more what's coming mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. It's so insane that they literally gave them two children and each one of them is like a copy of their dad. Like they have <laughs> two pairs. It's like, oh, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So there are a couple of characters that are brought back um, after years of being away in this era, um, namely Chuck and Lucifer. And Kevin kind of, but he was there when we started, but then he died and then he comes back later. So give me a minute. What about Bobby? Does this count? I was also Bobby. Say Bobby. Bobby yeah. Yes, Bobby definitely. Um, and then at the end of season eleven, we get Mary. Yes, yes. How could I forget Mary? Well, she's because only she's barely in one there. Shot. <laughs> there was so much intrigue when I was watching these these episodes for the first time because I was. I had read or had seen gifts from like later season that Mary was gonna return at some point, and I was like, "When is is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen?" And yeah, obviously, <laughs> I didn't guess that that was what Dean wanted the most. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. While we have some characters that are brought back, we also have some pretty impressive deaths. Impressive is a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I chose that word specifically. <laughs> um, we have uh, Metatron's death. He got crumpled. Oh, he got crumpled um, like a wet paper towel. <laughs> um, we have, uh, we think we have Naomi's death. And Dean's, right? And Dean's, yes. Well, yeah. yes. And also Sam. Dean and Sam don't count for deaths because <laughs> they die all the fucking time. I I know, but I want to mention because I thought it was it was a great scene when Metatron yes. killed him. Yes, like very aesthetically very... pleasing and well well acted one. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, and, then, and then the black eyes waking up. Yeah, um, we have Abaddon's death. Which is yeah, probably one of the most horrifying deaths. Yeah, the aftermath of that death gets pretty horrifying. Yeah, well, and the fact that he just keeps whamming yeah. on her after she's long gone. Yeah, that's part. Yeah, um, we have Gadriel's death. Um, we have Kane's death. We have Benny dying, but there seems, there feels like there's hope for Benny since we've been to, you know, purgatory. We could bring him back again. You know what I mean? But yeah. we don't, obviously. And we don't really know how it works. If you die in purgatory, do you just respawn yeah. somewhere else? Like, yeah. yeah, they don't really go we into that. So. Okay, I actually so, asked that question, make, make Cass say it, 
at the beginning yes. when he's like, well, yes, what they happens do. if a monster dies? In Forgetter, I never answer it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, would you like to hear my headcanon on that? Would love to. So my headcanon is that if a monster dies in purgatory, they go to the empty. Yeah. That makes sense. But also, don't they say that the the Leviathan blossom grows from the spots where uh, Leviathan dies? Where Leviathan dies. Yeah. But they can't die unless there's... (laughs) Borax in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> once again, running into saw those episodes once and don't remember <laughs> territory. Yeah. Um. And then I I have left the the death that affected me the most. Um. For last, uh, Charlie. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm personally more upset about Kevin. Oh, yes, Kevin. Uh, Yeah, maybe because I knew that Charlie was going to die because this was something I was told, like, years ago about and was expecting it. But, like, uh, Kevin, the way he dies or the way he is treated is just... It makes me angry every time. Yeah. Uh, and like as far as like goes for like watching in and being like upset in a moment, I feel like um, Benny's death or not the death, like when Dean asks oh, him to help. Yes, that is like the most heartbreaking scene. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yep. And when he decides to stay in purgatory, even though we don't know what happens to him when he's fighting off people to let Sam go through the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Just adds on to the heartbreak yeah. of that situation. But but, but I, I am liking your uh, theory, Rose, uh, about them ending up in purgatory because this means that Dean could rescue both his boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, yeah, ending in up in, in, in the empty, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah man do you guys have anything for the Carver era that you would like to include Mm, there's one thing I wanted to say earlier about when when Kate brought up that uh, there is like this uncertainty and everything is like this, uh, this season contains multitudes and it's all mixed up uh, and how that is like bad for plot, but good for the CL because I feel like that plays again into their dynamic, which is the uncertainty. It, it yes. just adds to it, so it makes it <laughs> elevates it even more. So that's why why we as as Heller's prophet <laughs> a lot in these four seasons, and obviously Michelle and Jensen's acting, which is like this only constant thing about the entire show (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. along with that I have a few things about just Jeremy Carver as like how he related especially to Misha Um, okay there is that quote 
and Misha apparently said this in two different interviews, at least that I could find. Um, one was with the Huffington Post. Uh, Quote, Jeremy Carver gave a note to us, I guess he it was a note to Cass, to me, that I was, quote, acting like a jilted lover, unquote, with Dean. <laughs> so there you go. And then there was a video from a thing called TV Fanatic that he was being interviewed and he, about 906, Heaven Can't Wait. Also another good episode we didn't mention. Yeah. Um, we forgot. We forgot. Cast. Cast was human in this, yeah. this era. <laughs> um, but he said specifically about this. The note that I got from Jeremy Carver was that Cass was feeling like a jilted lover. That's what we've played there. We have. I love that he says yeah. shit like that. And then, yes. like years later, he goes like, "I only started playing Cass in love with Dean like in fifteen eighteen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shut up! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, like the first quote kind of makes it sound like the blog that I found it on was like, "Is this?" Carver telling him, "Don't act like that. Like you're doing that now, but I don't want you to act like that." Or this is what Cass is feeling. Take that. And then the second quote makes it sound like Carver told Misha, the yeah. vibe here is jilted lover. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, just how we've talked about, there's great Destiel moments in this. It felt like, in a lot of ways, even though Carver had made some other issues, especially with like Charlie and stuff, but that he maybe wanted to go that route or was trying to add it as much as he could honestly yeah. that would that would make a lot of sense seeing how oh uh, if they were like even like talking about making the steel cannon if and that was supposed to happen in season 12 or 11 was it when did they do the whole i think it's thing? 12 12 yeah so maybe they were technically building to that but like i i do enjoy that uh, cover decided to prior- prioritize destiel over good plot <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> but if they just let it happen then destiel would be a good plot <laughs> yeah but god forbid uh... also it just seemed like people had uh, that I could find talking about Carver just basically having a crush on Misha because whenever he was directing an episode, he just yeah. always like shot him in this like beautiful lighting. And there is a quote, yeah. another quote I'd like to read. Please do I know which one you're gonna read? <laughs> this is from Eric Kripke and Jeremy Carver talking about uh, the episode four three when you know, Cass was first on the show. Um, and they're both talking about how Misha's just a great actor. And then, like, Eric has this long blurb about how he's lightning in a bottle and he's just so fun to work with. And then Jeremy Carver says, and this guy is just a brick house stud. He is a hottie <laughs> with a body. That's <laughs> literal words, yes. And then Eric, oh my Kripke, God. Eric Kripke follows it up with, yes, he is a tall drink of water. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He even and, got Kripke to say that, so that's how hot Misha is. 
And Misha isn't even tallest of them. Exactly. I know that that's the expression, but like, I, I love that the Jensen Eccles stand number one and the Misha Collins stand number one. Yes. <laughs> Had to talk yeah. about about the show together, yeah. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, next episode, we start season 12 crazy um yeah i can't believe we're already at season 12 um and uh we will be discussing uh 1201 keep calm and carry on 1202 mama mia 1203 the foundry and it'll be a good time um, except for the whole British Men of Letters thing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to elaborate it when I said that I was excited. I was excited because Jack is getting like closer. To Jack, is Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack is close. Jack is close. I love Jack, but I absolutely hate the British Men of Letters. Probably more than I hate. And the whole, her. the whole like government, like POTUS and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff is weird. This is a weird season, folks. It's but a then weird we season. Get, we get, like, some really good episodes in it, like Lily Sunder has some regrets and regarding Dean. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so those are the three episodes we'll be discussing next time. And, uh, yeah. Uh, hope to see you there um, in the meantime this has been Hella Radio my name is Nora Rose I'm Sally and I'm Kate our sound editing is by Josh music by Kalua give them hell hellers do you know if you love me do you know if you try Let me cry